0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to an October 7th. Sunday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunnarsson, editor at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, also a writer at the AP and former Blazer rewriter at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. It is Sunday night. The Blazers just played their third preseason game of the season and it was a loss 123-112 to the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell had 21 points for the Jazz. Three players for the Blazers scoring 20 points or more with Yusuf Nurkic, Damian Lillard, and CJ McCollum each cracking 20 points and uh It was a really close game throughout most of the game, to be honest, and then uh, towards the end of it, the Utah bench just took advantage of the Blazers and was able to get that win in Portland uh, on Sunday night, but it was a fun night to be there. I was there with my buddy Seth Johnston, who's a comedian and a huge, huge huge basketball fan, so it was really fun to get to talk about the Blazers with him, get to talk about the upcoming season, which we're all really excited about. It is October 7th, and so uh, we are about 11 days, I guess we'll be 10 days by the time this podcast goes up, from the start of the NBA regular season, which is uh, It's great, it is it's been a little bit of a surprise but it's still at the old at the end of the day it's still great i think that was what uh seth and i came to tonight when we were at the game it was just talking about how much fun it's going to be to have all these games matter and have all of the minutes matter. Have everybody that's playing matters. You know, tonight we got to talk about some of the guys that may not get to make that big of an impact in the regular season. And it was fun. I, you know, and, and it, it was fun to kind of get lost in the lineups tonight. And Portland didn't have Myers, uh, not Myers, excuse me, but Mo Harkless. Uh, they didn't play Gary Trent Jr. until very late. Uh, it looked like they were trying some things tonight, and so we kind of did a little bit of a diary, so to speak, um, of what it was like to be at the Blazers' preseason game tonight. So uh, we had a lot. Of, we 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 tried to have a lot of fun with it because there's not as much, um, you know, real valuable insights that you get when you're watching preseason basketball and you're analyzing the rotations and what the guys are doing. Tonight, of Nurkic hit a couple of three-pointers. You're going to hear us talking about new Nurk, which uh, could, be, could be great, could be like a, a new leaf for this Blazers offense, or it could be, uh, you know, forgotten to the sands of time in terms of, uh you know preseason things that that happen and then never carry over into the regular season and so um tonight we we had some interesting you know change of pace things with the Blazers they started Seth Curry and they went with three guards and that was really interesting Seth and I talked about that when we were at the game and the the Jazz are a really good team a team that's expected to be in the top half of the playoff picture expected to win the division in the the northwest division with portland oklahoma city denver uh you know there's a lot of teams that are going to be vying for those spots uh and and i think it's going to be tough all season long so uh with that said I had a great time tonight at the preseason game. It was super fun to kind of get lost into it. And uh, I think something that is great about this time of year is you get to kind of be open to all possibilities, even if um, even if those possibilities aren't the most realistic. And I think uh, that was kind of one of the cooler things about being at the game tonight. So uh, that is going to do it for this intro. So I hope you enjoy our, our kind of retrospective through the Blazers preseason game on Sunday night against the Utah Jazz. It's myself, it's Seth Johnston, comedian, big Blazer fan, and we're talking through the Blazers' lost tonight, 123-112, but uh, it's all part of one big buildup to the regular season. So we hope you enjoy this episode of Lockdown Blazers, and we will see you next time, hopefully before the Blazers play their next preseason game, Wednesday, against the Phoenix Suns once again. Until then.
0: So going to take for the to and hello,
1: hello and, and welcome to, to, so be to a... a- October 7th, uh, October 7th, Sunday edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. It's the preseason, so we decided to record this before the game got started, before we got too drunk to have a podcast. You know, we're here. I'm here with Seth Johnston, uh, friend of the pod, comedian, Blazer fan. And we're here uh, listening to a PSA Uh, from Kevin Calabro and Lamar Heard about uh, the game tonight. But But Seth, how does it feel to be back in in the Moda Center center tonight?
0: Uh, It feels really good, Eric. Thank you. Uh, Excited for a good game against the the hated Utah Jazz. One of the true evil franchises in the NBA. Uh, Real villainous squad. Of course, they added... Uh, the only villain and guys available the in the draft, what is that play that takes straight out of Duke, Grayson uh, Allen, Grayson that's Allen, that's Allen that's the ready? one and only, the
1: bad Dukie, the bad Dukie. Because we have the good one, we have Gary
0: Trent Jr. So, so normally, uh, so once a player leaves Duke for the NBA, I, I let them leave the Duke their Duke pass behind, right? I I cheer
1: for him. JJ, NBA
0: JJ Reddick. Fine. Duke, J.J. Reddick, awful. And And Luol
1: Luol Dang. Yeah. A guy who I didn't care for at Duke, but I liked him in the NBA. Yeah,
0: usually the custom is we forgive the Duke past once they get to the NBA. Same with Gary Trent. Uh, But uh, Grayson Allen... Make sure you stop He's going to have to wear that his whole life. Uh, so there's no way that we can forgive courses, or forget tonight, uh, the and uh, every uh, the, 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 the dupe uh, minion that is also Grayson Allen. The Coach K right. minion.
1: Right. Right. There's, there's a stain. There's a stain. There's a stain on Grayson Allen. You can't wash it
0: away. No. You can't just say, hey, we're
1: going to forgive it. Like We do forgive it. The fact that we're like you know being so friendly about it we're forgiving yeah. it but it, i mean it's it is what it is so you know grayson allen gonna be a big worth pre-season tonight so yeah grayson allen probably gonna get a lot of minutes i would assume i would hope so and you know it's
0: you know he hasn't been here since in this arena since uh, portland state was whooping on duke uh, into the second half last season,
1: and those who really remember the game will remember that the game was taken from the Vikings.
0: Yes, and it was also the game Duke, including Grace and Allen, had to go into a two-three because they couldn't guard the the formidable Portland State Vikings. Basically, they had to take the coward's way out of they, the game, and they did that the rest of the season. They just because of that Portland State. Uh, that fear that was in them, they stayed in the two three zone the whole rest of the season, just That's let let their talent great advantage great. win. Yeah.
1: So basically, I mean, what what you're saying is is that Portland State scared Duke into being the team that they ended up being for the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. And I just don't know if
0: Grace and Allen can overcome that tonight. He's going to be having flashbacks of the full-court press.
1: You know, yeah, no, I I, to I, I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, the Blazers, I, I doubt, are going to bring out the man-to-man full-court press tonight. <laughs> but uh, I do think uh, it's going to be fun to see him. I'm really excited to see uh, – obviously, we're recording this before the game, but I'm excited to see Seth Curry tonight. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, positive – uh, chatter about uh, what he's done for the Blazers off the bench, and I think there's a lot of hope right now. If you're if you're trying to hope positive things for the Blazers, I think part of the hope for this season has to be Seth Curry, Nick Stauskas, those guys shooting threes and letting Evan Turner go to work in the middle of the floor and hope that Evan Turner. Shoots a good percentage this year, right. and it's it seems like it seems like a very reductive analysis of what the team is. But I feel like after getting rid of Ed Davis, that's kind of the only way they have to get good.
0: Yeah, Seth, Seth Curry, I think, is going to be uh, really good this year. I just it seems like they got a sweet deal with him being injured and not being able to play. So he just he needed a chance where he knows he's going to play a lot to get himself back. You know. And then he'll be gone next year when he signs a big contract with somebody else. Um, But he's going to be great, I think. And it is kind of weird that they built a whole second unit around Evan Turner. Right. Which is kind of depressing to say out loud. You know,
1: like, the problem, I I think the entire Blazers team, truthfully, is they are prey to the sunk cost fallacy. And Evan Turner is the sunk cost. Yeah, And and they have gotten in, like, the gambler's fallacy of we need to go all in because we already made a terrible bet. Yeah.
0: The only way we're going to get out of this is if Evan Turner becomes sixth man of the year. (laughs) Yes. So let's build the perfect roster around Evan Turner.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you look at their second unit, they have a lot of guys. Like, uh, his best year in Boston was with a lot of big men that shot three-pointers. Okay. You know, like. I think having the space is when he's done his best. So maybe that's the gamble that they're making. It's like, because I will say, even by his own standards, Turner has not been very good with the Blazers. Like, even you compare him to his other scenarios with Philadelphia or, you know, Boston, and he's been bad even
0: compared to that. Yeah. Also tonight, something to look for in preseason is. Jake Lehman, assuming he's a starter tonight, this has got to be... if We see if Jake Lehman is on the three-year Blazers development plan where guys don't really play a lot, and then the third year they come out and are productive. That's the plan. Yes, and I, and I think
1: maybe that was the plan, but I'm looking up at the scoreboard right now, and we'll have to edit this out. Actually, we won't edit it out. It'll just be a live retelling of what happened. Seth Curry's in the starting lineup, according to the scoreboard tonight, over Jake Lehman.
0: It's already begun. They're, I mean, Seth Curry is like an upgrade. If you think about the Shabazz, Dame, CJ lineups that killed last season, if you just replace Shabazz with Seth Curry, that's probably going to be even better than that than that work.
1: Yeah. No, I, and, and, I mean, ideally you're getting Seth Curry at a – out of value here like you mentioned this being like potentially this is like a one-year thing and I think they want to get a look at Seth Curry and the three-guard lineup against one of the best defenses in the league you know like they're gonna get to do this against Utah tonight and you know Utah's mostly playing their guys at least for the first half so it'll be a good opportunity I think for uh, Portland's, you know, Portland's coaching staff to get a look at this group, and I, I'm excited the fact that he that they're trying something like this this early in the preseason. It, because yeah. I think it also confirms what a lot of us think that like this Blazers team isn't as good as they maybe could be, and that they have to kind of tinker and do some things. Yeah, to try. I, I don't know. I feel like that's their only way to get real growth.
0: Yeah, they gotta experiment. And the earlier the better for all that stuff. Uh, Man, as we see Casey Holdall moving to his seat once again for another season, you can can feel the energy in the air. And I can
1: see Mike Richmond also right behind him in tow, uh, getting ready for another season of Blazers basketball. Uh, I think it's going to do it for this. Segment of Lockdown Blazers talking about this preseason pregame takes. Anything else, Seth, that you want to add before we uh, wrap up this part of the episode?
0: Uh, they got to get Gary Payton two on a two-way contract. That's my only other thing. We'll see. I hope we get to see some Gary Payton tonight. The
1: two in Gary Payton two sounds for two-way contract. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will be back uh, very soon. So, Seth Curry just left the game. Uh, Portland's up, or they were up by seven. And they're now up by four after Donovan Mitchell with three. But uh, early returns, got to say, uh, really positive right now for the Blazers and that three-guard lineup. I,
0: I, I like what I saw. Yeah, that's going to be... I think that's probably going to be their bread-and-butter regular season lineup is uh, Seth Curry, Dame, and CJ. And you'll see that, you know, that's the thing that just blows out the nets in the third quarter. You know, just gets gets all the wins they're supposed to get, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, like, on the road at Sacramento. Yeah. You know, you just
0: pull away. You're up seven, then you're up 15.
1: And and it's like, you can rest Dame, you can rest CJ, and you can, like, do do that. Because I think it's tough. I mean, like, Lehman's out there. Lehman's out there right now. But I think it's really hard to count on him to be, like, the competent, like, be- part of your best five-man group. Like, can you really realistically say that that Layman's going to be part of your best five-man group? I, I can't really like say that. With oh, a so game.
0: you're thinking that mm-hmm. this will
1: be a regular season starting lineup of the three guards, or even or even like finishing games. Like yeah, in the in the sa- like, like like last year, I feel like even the the main starting lineup was a big finisher. You know, Turner sometimes, but I feel like that lineup. I mean, and Shabazz, they they a lot of games with Shabazz too. So yeah. like. I feel like Seth Curry is going to be um, if Portland's good this year, Seth Curry has to be good. I feel yeah. like I feel like that is that is a true thing this year. So if you're rooting for the Blazers to do well, you got to root for Seth Curry.
0: Yeah, what do you think about Seth Curry sixth man
1: of the year? I mean, if, if if Portland wins like 51 52 games or something like that, then I I could talk myself into it to be honest with you. Yeah. Cuz like if Portland finishes that well, you're going to have to project a season like that from him. Because who else are you going to I mean, Stauskas hasn't even played yet. It's the first quarter still. But, you know, like, he's been what he's been for the most – the time he's been in the NBA. He's never been, like, that great. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I really don't know. But uh, midway through the, the first quarter right now here, uh, me and Seth Johnston – Blazers Jazz. Portland is up by 8 right now, um, and we'll check back in with you later on. And we're back here. It's halftime at Blazers Jazz. It's me and Seth Johnston here at the Moda Center, and we're here to talk about uh, it could be one of our favorite like, forgotten preseason stories, or it could be something somewhat important, and that's New Nurk. Yeah, this could
0: be history of the Blazers taking the next step. Or it could be a a preseason aberration, but Nurk hitting two threes, one of which was contested, and as we saw last season the new new Vooch, for New Vucevic when he started shooting threes. And that did not last. Right. But if we get a new Nurk, a three point threat Nurk, uh it's dynasty time.
1: I mean, if, if he can get, like, he was making Gobert go out to the three-point line to, like, respect it after the first one. He made one, and then Gobert went out for the second one, and he made the other one with a hand in his face, but still, that is... I didn't even think about it before the season started Yeah. as a realistic possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was not. Nobody did. But Nurk was. He played uh, with his national team during the summer. They didn't do very well. So maybe in his frustration, he just started shooting at 500 threes a day. And now we get, we're going to have new Nurk here to take yeah. us to the second round.
1: No, and listen, I mean, I know uh, Damian Lillard talks a lot about how he and Nurk have a very close relationship, and maybe one of the, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm. I'm this is kind of some fan fiction right now, but maybe uh-huh. he was like, hey, Nurk, like, are you watching the finals? Because everybody on the floor is shooting threes. Have you thought about shooting threes? That's right. And so, what if what if that is you know maybe that's maybe that's part of it? They must be,
0: uh, even if it's not Dame telling them. I'm sure every center in the NBA realizes that. I mean, they notice that centers get benched in the playoffs if yes. they can't shoot, yes. right?
1: Yes. Gobert even, got even benched. As I was to say, even Gobert, who's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, got yeah. benched last year in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Uh, and even Clint Capella got benched. Yep. You know, like like so, you basically you have to be able to to do things on the court to stay not only stay on the floor in games, but you to stay in the league.
0: Yep, I mean they will they would rather play PJ Tucker over a seven footer who can't shoot in the playoffs because that's more valuable. You know?
1: Yeah. No, and, and Nurk, Nurk hit a, a, a three in the first preseason game in Vancouver against the the Raptors, but. Uh, to see him hit two here tonight. Uh, in the first half. In the first half. It's going to be really interesting because I talked about this on the last episode that I did a couple years ago. After LaMarcus left. Scotts was running like some plays for Myers Leonard to run off the ball and get some off-ball looks for three. But that didn't happen in the regular season. So, I'm really looking forward to Nurkic and... I'm really curious to see if, if if Terry's just, like, giving him the green light and be like, hey, you can do it sometimes. It's a new NERC. It's a new day. New NERC. New NERC. New season. T- new season. Let's do
0: it. I would love – let's just have a mandatory four three-point attempts per game for NERC.
1: Listen, and, 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 like, like, and, like, since 1977 – You know, all the Blazers – like, the best Blazers big men have always shot the three. Let's be real. Uh Rasheed Wallace, Uh Arvidas, they all shot – they all could shoot the three. So, Uh you know, if if Portland's really going to exceed expectations in the way that's going to want Dame to stay and want this team to kind of stay together, I feel like new Nurk has to be – Yeah,
0: they need Neil O'Shea's favorite line, internal growth. Internal growth. They need unexpected internal growth. And, so may, and maybe the new Nurk. A new dimension. You know, this is a new this is a new reality. If Nurk's a knockdown three point shooter based on one half of one preseason game. But I mean it's there's a new contender out west, that's all i am going to say. You're so going
1: to have to watch out. Everyone was talking about Utah, but I think we're, uh, we're seeing the other contender that everyone forgot about. I mean, that's right. That's right. Uh, all right, well, I think that might do it for this edition since uh, one half of preseason basketball is usually pretty good. But we might have some more uh, things to add. But if we don't, we'll catch you guys later on in the week. All right. All right, until next time. All
0: right.